like a very special different strokes but no that's not what i mean this is a very special fun episode of everybody's favorite podcast kevin tell them which one it is oh it is tv channeling you heard yeah exactly (laughs) 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 gotta get a little new york on them you heard yes (laughs) my name is tachi and my name is kevin williams oh Williams. He added the last name. Excuse me. Oh, you added the doctor. I didn't. I said my Williams. I said my name is Todd. You know what? Okay, Williams. (laughs) Fine, fine, fine. Have it. Have it. (laughs) Have it all. (laughs) So, what we're going to be doing in this episode is we're going in deep. uh, Something that they do on this show. We're going in deep on and just like that. The Sex and the City Reboot 2021, almost 2022. All right. So why don't I start by giving you the synopsis for the show? Of course, Kevin. Take it away. All right. The series follows Carrie, Miranda, and Charlotte as they navigate the journey from the uh, complexities and realities of life and friendship in their 30s to the even more complicated reality of life and friendship in their 50s. So what is really shocking is realizing how long ago the first show ended. The first series ended in 2004. It doesn't feel like that long ago i think because there have been two movies in the interim but thinking about the original show ending in 2004 makes you realize how long ago it was because i was thinking i can't believe it i i thought that show ended around the same time i graduated from junior high (laughs) okay i'm sorry i didn't mean to laugh um anyway so I don't, I, I don't know why I'm laughing either. Please ignore me. It must be in a, yeah, junior high. Okay, so I, I, this is the interesting thing. It also doesn't seem that long ago because we constantly see these things in syndication all over the place. You can pick it up on, uh, I think Hulu has it. Oh, no, I'm wrong. HBO, yeah, no, Hulu should have it. So Hulu has it. I think a bunch of different places you can pick it up. I remember I my first uh, intro to Sex in the City, I, first of all, I didn't care to watch it when it first came out. I'm like, I don't want to watch them. I don't care. But I got the flu, and you, I don't get sick usually. So it, when I got it, I was like, oh, hell. So I'm like, what the hell am I going to do? Okay, and at that time, you know, Netflix was doing the uh, sending of, uh, what is it, DVDs out. So I ordered the season of Sex and the City because somebody said it was good. I got hooked, I I have to say. So that was my first foray into it. But I didn't start watching it until, like, it was 2004 when when it ended. That's when I started watching it. No, the the original show was everything. It went places that no other show had gone before (laughs) so some of some places people didn't want a show to go but it went all kinds of places and so it's kind of a culture shock to see the new show because the new show at least the very beginning episodes seem to be so embroiled in telling you how old the cast was oh 
I, I don't, and, and here's the thing, they make it a huge deal. And, and you know, we talked about, we've talked about this offline. Uh, a, why the hell is Steve deaf now? There's no explanation as to why he can't hear. They're just these misplaced jokes about him being old or, or you know, not even be, they don't even acknowledge him being old, but just these things, huh? I can't hear. Bro, you're 50. Why can't you hear? 50 is not old. But they're all acting. In fact, the oldest one out of the original crew, not talking about the men, but the women, would have been Samantha, who is, you know, absent from this. What's so crazy to me about this is, I'm glad you mentioned Samantha, because Samantha Mm -hmm. isn't in the new version of the show, because as many people know, she and uh, quite publicly has made it clear that she is not cool with the star of the show, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. She publicly went at her about Sarah Jessica Parker wishing, uh, saying something about her, her brother dying. And she goes, don't use my dead brother as to make yourself look better. I mean, it was ugly. They are not cool in even a little bit. And so the funny thing is, Samantha is the age, or, or the actress who played Samantha, is the age that uh or was the age the women are now on the show when the original series was on and she Mm. didn't seem anywhere near as old as the women on the show are now for some reason yeah exactly when the show ended she turned 50. so i remember that last episode samantha turned 50 and no she didn't seem anywhere near as old and actually i think she actually was 50 right or maybe i think she was even a little older yeah a little actress the actress was actually a little bit older so i don't know so there's that whole thing and also the show is living in a post-pandemic world Mm -hmm. so the pandemic happened but it's very much in the rearview mirror even though omicron is like like um excuse me <laughs> okay, <laughs> we get it. We get it. We get it. Okay, yeah. I, I the thing is, and I've talked about this with the different people and you before. The fact that it's a little disconcerting. I know it's supposed to exist in a post-pandemic world, but and I, there was an article that I read that was in Town and Country that said that the problem with having that the case is that. New York, New York City is the escape for folks. So when you have something that is not the escape anymore, well, first of all, the big thing about that was that New York has been erased completely from this. And meaning that you they don't talk about all the cool places. You're not walking on the street necessarily meeting people. I mean, they go everywhere in a damn car. That's not New York. I mean, if you're rich in New York, perhaps. But it doesn't feel like of the people New York like it did before. Now, granted, there wasn't this influx and this overabundance of Ubers and Vias and Lyfts back when the show was, it was taxis or nothing, right? So they did take taxis a lot, but there was also a lot of walking. There was, And you don't see this there. Therefore, you don't see New York as the fifth character. And so back to the point of the, um, the pandemic, in, in New York as a character, would have dealt with the pandemic. But because they've erased New York as a character, we get very little of it. Fine, I get people are not trying to be, but I I don't see how you can have a New York City, a story about New York City, and not talk about some of these things, right? Maybe let go of the rats and the roaches, fine. But, you know, 
<laughs> I'll give you that. But you really have to talk about something that has had such a profound effect. I'm not saying you have to make it the central point of the story, but they spent the first three episodes on Big, so I'm just saying. Okay, spoiler alert, Leslie, let people know. We're going to talk about, a f we're going to be spoiling the first five episodes. We've, we've seen the first five episodes. We're going in deep, talking about our thoughts. And should this show even exist is the central question. And for our listeners to the podcast, we're actually recording this via Clubhouse. And so we're going to probably have some people up um, after Tachi and I go in and hear their thoughts about the show. All right. So I, I don't agree with you as far as the post-pandemic world aspect of it. I can understand why they wanted to kind of like put that in the rearview mirror. And they do talk about it and how it affected them living through it. So it's acknowledged. It's not like they're living in a fantasy world where the pandemic never happened. They just want to be able to not have that be a central story as they move forward. Because the main story at the very beginning, the first episodes... Uh, or probably there's a through line through all of them, but the first several episodes are about uh, 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 Carrie losing her husband. Big has a heart attack. I have thoughts about how that whole thing went down. I still don't understand why when she comes home and finds her husband on the floor having a heart attack, why her first instinct is to like cradle him as opposed to calling 911. I understand. <sighs> Can't you like cradle and... You, I, I mean, multitask. No, she multitask. she does. She cannot. She can only do. She can't walk and chew gum. She could do one thing at a time. <laughs> apparently. Well, and then if you okay, you know, what? if I have to choose one, Tachi, if I ever have a heart attack or any kind of medical emergency and you're around, I would love a hug. But if you can't hug me and call nine one one, I choose nine one one. No, you just have to be on the floor. Like Kevin, I'm right here. <laughs> you you just be on the floor. I'll, Look, I always tell people I'm not, and people are like, oh, well, you're a doctor. I'm like the useless kind because if you're on the floor, I'll just poke you with a stick. So <laughs> I, I have, uh, am of no help there. So, but definitely you don't have to worry about me trying to cradle you. I will be calling 911. Oh, thank you, Jaji. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Giving me a shot at life. So I, I can't say <laughs> that the producers did the absolute right thing in killing off the big character for a variety of ways. Also, we we live in the real world where Omicron is his thing, as well as the fact that uh, Chris Noth um, in the real world is several women have come forward saying like, yeah, not cool. He was sexually assaulty and junk. So <laughs> I think the last time I checked, we were up to like, was it four or five women that have come? Forward? Yeah, I think it's five. I need to check for sure. But, you know, the whole thing with, uh, with first of all, Big and Carrie should never have been married. There was one character. What is her name? Uh, one character uh, that was like, does anybody forget? Did everybody forget how terrible he was? Oh to my her? God. That was one of the best moments. She spoke for the audience as, as, as big as being, um, uh, uh, talked up during his funeral, which you normally do to Correct. be fair. Correct. Basically, even when Hitler's at his funeral, people were saying nice things. It's like, you know what? He was always so immaculately dressed. He really, he loved creases in his pants. Um, you had to find something Kevin. Nice to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gasoline drawers for that yeah. one. Gasoline drawers. 
<laughs> but yeah, that he is the convention. He always had a clean handkerchief. He all if you sneeze, he was quick with the handkerchiefs. Now, see, so. I can't go. To, there's there's not enough room in hell for me too. So don't take me with you now. <laughs> okay, fine. My point is, you have you try to say nice things. So they were saying nice Correct. things about Big, and then you see in the audience, um, are they, are, are they called an audience at a funeral? I don't know. The are the bereaves. Uh, the bereavers, the uh, <laughs> they're, they're bereavers. Um, the the people at the funeral, oh, gosh. <laughs> the bereaved, the bereaved group. I don't know. Thanks for helping me, Tachi. Because anyway. I don't know what to call them either. The okay, people well, who they, were, do do you invite people to the, fu- the I don't funeral? I don't know what the they funeral are. Attendees, where we see a shot of the attendees at the funeral. Is and... this like a, is this like a, a conference? The attendees. Okay, <laughs> Tachi, you're not helping. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. I can't help you so the people that were at the funeral how about okay that? yeah if you're gonna do a podcast get yourself a college professor to do it with you to help you out in times like this mm-hmm. anyway the point right. is keep, keep we, talking kevin we cut to one of the people in the group one of the people attending the funeral and she said am i the only one who remembers how much of a you know dick he was to carry and i'm like no you are not Okay, so Mark Ward, this just in, Mark Ward said they're called mourners. Okay, thank you, mourners. That's that's the beauty of doing this on Clubhouse, Tachi. We can get back channel from people uh, helping us out with the uh, vocab. Exactly. Right. And so, expect me to say every time I get a message to say, this just this in. This just I'm gonna, in. I'm going to do it every time, every damn time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, I absolutely, I totally agree with that woman, and I, I, the idea that they had this amazing relationship, and I, we we keep hearing about how happy they were and how they were the happiest couple of anybody in their friend group or anybody new. I'm just like, I feel like, well, all of your marriages are clearly horrible. What? I, yeah, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. They seemed. And and here's the thing with it. He was really horrible to her. I mean, that is separate from the fact when someone passes away that you do try to find the good in their life, right? You, you try as hard as you can to find some sort of good. Otherwise, you are honestly probably shouldn't be at the funeral. Uh, so... They, they. I think what was nice was that there was this. Um, oh, we forgot about the flowers. Carrie had specifically asked for no flowers, and she gets there, and there are flowers all over Big's casket. And they, uh, w- okay, Mark Ward, help us. What are they? The, the, I don't the, know. the, the part, the funeral party planners. Yeah. So there's the, the people that that uh, that. It do is events. not a party. I think it, that would be like the funeral director. I don't know who no, was the this, director. This was, these were a group of women that basically do all kinds of events, and they were basically doing the funeral for her. So they really were called funeral party planners? No, they weren't. No, they're not, Tachi. Thank you. Wow, you're just going in on me today. All I right. know, because I'm like, is that what they really said? No, I missed that. that. I'm saying they were party planners, because remember... Oh, okay, okay. So initially, the, uh, remember how Carrie, they, she goes to a mortuary, and she did not like the vibe and what they wanted to do and that wasn't the kind of send-off she wanted for her husband that wasn't his style so she reached out to some cool-ass lesbian party planners that she knew and said can you like hook me up with a funeral that fits the style of my dead husband and they're all like we're on it okay okay 
and the flowers got there uh they didn't they were like we they were on there already we didn't know we would have stopped it who and she, they were like who are they uh she was like who are they even from and it turns out they were from samantha and she said they can stay so they have a strained relationship she's gone but we, i don't think we explained why the relationship is strained which to me was not an explanation but go ahead okay Kevin. no we have not so yes uh remember there are three women on the show no longer four so the explanation for why samantha isn't there is because carrie uh fired her as her publicist because the 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 book business has changed she doesn't need a publicist anymore so she let her go apparently samantha reacted badly to it she's living in london and so they haven't really been speaking but their friendship even when you're not speaking to somebody when their spouse dies you know you can kind of lay some things aside aside enough to send flowers but not enough to actually call you clearly anyway so and, and that's part of the thing and this just in mark ward says they're called event planners not party see they are it is not a party so yeah event planners thank you mark ward. <laughs> They were party planners. I don't care what he says. They plan parties, and yes, they can plan something besides a party. But in general, most of the time they're 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 planning parties. But fine, let, event. Let, yes, thank you. Let us have that, Kevin. Fine. All right. So, <laughs> so I have to say, the the let's talk a little bit about wardrobe. Mm. This 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 show was about fashion as as much as it was about New York and sex. What did you think about some of the looks? Because I feel like Carrie turned it out for that funeral. She that was the most stylish widow I have seen in a long time. Well, and Stanford even said that. What did he say? Well, you know what I was going to say. But since Jackie Kennedy, and he said she's our Jackie Kennedy, which was not cool, but she kind of is. She kind of is our Jackie Kennedy. Well, you know, fashion is such a huge part of the show. And, you know, that is always my thing. Like, you always go house hunting during movies and shows. I look at the fashion. And so this was, uh, it was such a, you know how, how I was during Emily in Paris, right? It, this was an Emily in Paris moment for me. She has several of those moments, you know, in the earlier things where she's now gone from being 30-year-old flighty Carrie well, she's still flighty. I was gonna say but, now she's like look, 50 she's still, something. Now she's a fifty-year-old flighty Carrie, but she's got a little more uh, polish in terms of her style. So she'd always been a kind of a style icon because she just does carry. She does what she wants. But now, because she is the wife of somebody who is or was the wife of somebody who is well known, uh, a a business, a big time business person in New York circles, well known in New York circles. So she, it looks like she's trying to dress the part. So as opposed to being stylish in, uh, uh, consignment shop where, and you know, wherever she go, but although she'll spend money on shoes, um, she now is like, really high-end designer with everything she does oh my god she walked the funeral catwalk i mean can you say that is that okay is that all we right? have to ask our uh, correspondent in the field <laughs> <laughs> i mean no she turned that funeral out she, she did she, she, that was a funeral look but in you know fact, what if, I, Sorry, if, if, if anything happens to me i need i tachi i need you to show up at my funeral wearing that exact same look 
Would I do anything less, Kevin? This is a morbid conversation, so we're going to get on. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's talk about some of where, where some of the characters are. So let's talk about what's going on with after after uh, we lose Big, which is a, a very good thing in many ways. Let's talk about where the characters are. So um, Carrie is on a podcast now. Correct. She's, uh, on a podcast, she has two co-hosts. She has a non-binary boss. Uh, on the show named Che, and she has this who played Callie on uh, Grey's Anatomy. For those of you who remember, yeah, I did not even yeah. like. Oh my God, she, Callie is not the Callie we knew on Grey's Anatomy, but what? she looks the same. No, could... not even a little. She, she does look the same. When she left Seattle. She took on a very masculine energy. Let's but she. Say. <sighs> She she is in she fact is my very... voice gets even deeper as I say how masculine her energy became. Ooh, gasoline draws. You know, <laughs> she she still looks like. Um, I'm trying to remember. Is this Sarah Rodriguez? Is her name? I think it is. Okay, so I'm going to look it up to be sure. But this, uh, I think it's Sarah Rodriguez. She actually she looks the same. She has the same facial structure. It's just that her hair is now. Look, her, they cut her hair every week. It is razor sharp. Oh, okay? it is. Oh my god, her hair is her... sharp. Yes, the her she is she stays lined up. No, yeah, she has. So, you remember how when Justin Bieber first came on the scene, apparently the record company got him "quote unquote" a swag coach. I believe Callie went to the exact same swag coach because she has all <laughs> kinds of swag. Leave Callie alone. I know. she is non-binary, <laughs> but she was like she was working for many gay men. We were like, yes. See, I'm on team them or whatever. Anyway, yeah, no, uh, but that is her pronoun. It's yeah, them, they, yeah, them they, and they, theirs. and yeah, and and whereas and wherefores and all kinds of stuff. You so. know, you're going to, the the views expressed by Kevin Mulroney, <laughs> not the views of TV channels or subsidiaries. I, unlike Kevin, respect people's pronouns. So, I didn't say I did it. <laughs> yo, yes, you did. I did. Hey, yes, you did. So anyway, okay. um, you know, on the show, and I think in real life, because she is also by non, she's come out as non-binary in real life as well. Um, that those are her pronouns. So they're pro. Oh, see, you said her. Who hates transgender people now? Oh, okay. Those are well. She's now a they. I think they is the. Those well, are they her. pronouns. Uh-huh. She was a her. And this is interesting. In this latest episode, in number five, she talked about that process of. Um, so Che, she was she Cheryl before. I think that was her name. Yes. So she was like Cheryl, and she referred to herself, you know, a, a, as Cheryl, as she, and the unhappiness that was there, and I guess this freedom that came from transforming into Che. And yes. you can argue that she was always Che, but there is a transformation that takes place once you realize, I suppose, who you are supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, her self-realization. Your self-realization. What, what that meant. Right. Yeah. And that goes for that goes for any type of self-realization, not just uh, in terms of uh, gender identity. That's that's everything. So it was interesting that they dealt with it. But we'll get to episode okay, so five. Okay, that's, that's what's going on with. Uh, uh, so a Carrie's dealing with the loss of her husband uh, due to Peloton. That you know what, Tachi, I've always been against Peloton, and I've been proven right once and for all. So anyway, there's that. So she's got her husband's died, and she's now on a podcast. And one thing I will say that really bothered me is 
they play it as if Carrie has been, I don't know, honestly, all three of the women uh, on the show have been hermetically sealed since 2004 in some kind of like coma or they were in the matrix or something and they have no idea of time passing. They don't know anything about what's happened in the world since 2004. Well, that medically induced coma or that cryogenic state did not prevent them from aging. I'm not trying to be... um whatever here but the whole remember the whole opening was about miranda's gray hair and the fact that uh you know now these people can't walk these they can't hear so if they were in a cryogenic state not only did that uh it 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 affected not knowing but it didn't affect their aging yeah it let them age but not but didn't let them age mentally i don't know it it really was clunky and heavy-handed the idea there's this whole thing where charlotte is going back i'm sorry i'm not charlotte miranda is going back to college and um she's uh getting another degree and so at one point there's a a a lesbian with short hair that she refers to as he or him as if living in new york city all of her adult life if not before that she had never encountered a woman with short hair before and just assumed it was a dude because uh she was wearing a t-shirt and had short hair well apparently apparently, she'd never seen ellen well no because they've also uh only seen one black person in the entire time they were on so apparently in new york the city of 8.5 million people the most diverse city in the world they've never seen anybody else but people that look like okay also they do this thing where uh, to me is really super cringy is where miranda is confused because she sees a black woman who's her college professor she saw her with a different hairstyle on her uh, book jacket and she's confused that she has braids now so it's just like apparently you can only whatever hairstyle i don't know i've never published a book but apparently how it works is whatever hairstyle you have on your book jacket you're committing to that for the it's like a tattoo for the rest <laughs> of your natural life. Well, well okay, now, now let me let me say why I think it is super cringy and is foolish. Um that th- th- there's a, a lot of that 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 happens. Uh some of it that's just thoughtless in a sense, not even in a sense it is. So we like to change up our hair. Let's just say that. But guess what? Unless you get a uh, plastic surgery, your facial features are going to stay the same. So in a sense, when you do that, what that says is that, oh, you just see uh, brown and the hair. You don't see anything else. That's what, in a sense, what that says to me. That doesn't mean that's necessarily what the intent was, but that's what that says. Yeah, but um, you know, that, you're not being fair, Tachi. Okay, okay. how am I not being fair? Please tell because me. Because Clark Kent, when he put those glasses on, people were like, wait, aren't you Superman? They, people could not put it together. So I think it's similar to a, if you change your hairstyle, I wouldn't know, who the hell are you? complete stranger well that was see that was even a weak thing back then when i was little i you know watching these reruns of superman i'm like now you know good and damn well you can tell (laughs) you have no idea when you put glasses on you have no idea same hairstyle what you you don't know Well, the same thing with wonder woman as diana prince she has a ponytail and so 
I don't who are, and those big glasses. Completely different person. Complete. I can't recognize the fact that you're Wonder Woman. And what's funny is no one even sees a resemblance. It's just like you know, if I kind of tilt my head a little bit, you look a little bit like Wonder Woman. No, nothing. They don't see well, any resemblance whatsoever. And see, case in point with this, I'm like, you would look at the book cover and you would see, oh, that's such and such. Okay, the same way that I was able to recognize, uh, and I wanted to say, Mark Ward, I. We need you. So um, the actress that uh, plays Che, I think her name is Sarah Rodriguez. I can't remember. So look, if you could, let, let, let us know. But I recognized her right away, even with the lack of makeup, even the, the fact that she's now cut her hair in a, in a razor sharp hairstyle and before she had like a long layered cut. I could tell right away that that was her because I pay attention to the person well, thank Rather God she wasn't than, wearing glasses because you wouldn't have known who she had. I wouldn't glasses. have known who she was. I would have, that would have been a, a Clark Kent moment. <laughs> yeah. But um, I, I just think it's it's ridiculous because my thing is I, and it's the same thing, I'm not giving anybody a pass for not knowing things in 2021. There is too much out there for me to have to explain to you, well, we do like to change our hair because it's not right. Because what happens is when the shoe, when it, the shoe is on the other foot, we're often expected to know everything about everything, right? So you know why this this happens here. You understand things about other cultures, right? I think that's also an American thing too. But I we, we understand things that you're supposed about other cultures. But then when it comes to us, it's like, oh, well, you changed your hair. Well, in case you didn't know, out of all the media and all the things that are there, yes, just like you, we could change our hair. So that's why I was like, that moment was, I think we could have done without it. They, they, basically, they were trying to show us how out of touch Miranda was, that she was so awkward around these people. And the idea that Miranda, somebody who worked in law and lived in New York all of her adult life, that she had never encountered a lesbian or a black person before just felt really like, oh, I just, I don't know. I didn't think that was cool. But speaking of other things that aren't cool in Miranda's life. Oh, hold on. Before you go on, this just in. <laughs> <laughs> Ann Ellis and Mark Ward have confirmed that, well, not confirmed, but amended her name is sarah ramirez not rodriguez ramirez so sarah i knew it was sarah but i didn't remember if it was rodriguez or ramirez so thank you for that go all ahead right, Kevin. yes thank you all right so um so what else is going on in, in miranda's life is not only is her husband death out of nowhere and so Lord. there's that but then also her son brady um has a oh, girlfriend hell. and they are constantly oh, having sex at their home with the parents in the next room and not only are they having sex they are having loud olympic sex and like i mean she's calling him king and stuff and i'm just like wait seriously they're on so many levels i have so many questions what do you know it's from so, king at 17 years old shut up i have so down. many at least at least say prince i don't know why you, you're not king level yet you should be prince but anyway that's just me but anyway, uh, there's my. I have several issues with this. Please tell. A, I have an issue with the fact that, like, A, if your parents are cool enough to let you have sex with your girlfriend slash or boyfriend or non-binary friend, whatever your friend is, more power to you because you're 
you do not have the parents that I'm happy for. Or any of us, probably. But I feel like you should be giddy enough that you can do this, that you aren't intentionally super crazy loud, A. And then B, after you got through pounding your girlfriend, that you and your girlfriend don't come downstairs in your underwear for, like, in-between rounds of uh, snacks to, like, fuel up for round two. I just, like, Really? So there's that. So one of the things that really bugged me, A, this girlfriend is omni-friggin' present. I was like, wait, is she homeless? Is she an orphan that her, that her, their son is humping? No, it turns out she has a family. We find it. Yeah, we find five. that out. In mm-hmm. episode five, this I have so many questions and concerns, and I need you to help me. I don't know if I can, but I'll try. Now, this girl who's always at their house over, like, series of nights, she seems to live there. She's receiving packages from Amazon at their house. Strawberry-flavored Astro Glide, she's receiving at their house. So there's that. Mm -hmm. Then she mentions, like, how cool Miranda is and how her mother would like choke her with her rosary beads if she saw her getting her astroglide. And it's like, wait a minute. So your mother is super duper conservative and religious, but she never asked where the hell her daughter lives. Her child daughter, who's like in high school student, she has not, you know, I haven't, I am very concerned about my children. I am very conservative. Oh, when's the last time you saw your child? I think I saw them back in 19, um, 2019. Well, I mean, just like, it just, it feels, wait, that doesn't make any sense. Kevin, maybe they have disowned her and she has been excommunicated from the church. That's what I think. So I need an explanation. Or, or, Or are her parents divorced and her father realizing how horrible a person his daughter is? It's just like, you know what? If you can take, her please do i will lie to her mother and say that she's at uh, communion all the time I, it doesn't make any sense that she I lives think, with them i think that they said well she's satan's child now so it just yeah. kind of, <laughs> <laughs> i think they just kind of left her to the will of Beelzebub. <laughs> <laughs> and they also just the idea the... that they're that they're always at home. They are always at home. But then again, you know what? I didn't. You know what? I just had a revelation, Tachi, because I was thinking like, wait a minute, they're kids. Shouldn't they be out hanging out with their friends and doing things? But you know what? If I had access to sex in my bedroom at seventeen, I would never leave either. Not only sex in my bed, but also snacks. I, that's all I want now. Sex and snacks. So I can't even imagine at 17. Oh yeah, I would never leave. I first of all, I find that highly disrespectful. And the reason that they are allowed to behave that way is because Steve and Miranda allow that kind of thing. And if you ask me, I, I wonder if Steve actually really is deaf. Uh, or he's just pretending so he doesn't have to do anything. He'll hear his son's girlfriend calling him king in the next room. I just like, I, that whole thing. Oh, there's another scene that really makes no sense other than just to be annoying. So Lily is having a recital. That is Charlotte's daughter. Um, and so she's having a recital and the, the ladies all show up in support and we meet, uh, Nicole Ayers Parker, who has a child that also goes to the same school as Charlotte's children. And um, so we're meeting a potential new uh, fourth friend. Anyway, for some reason, 
uh, not only is Miranda there, but Miranda's there, her husband is there, and Brady and his girlfriend are at the recital, making out like they are friggin' in heat at this kid's recital. At a, there is no reason for them to be there. I have, I can't remember any event when I was a kid that wasn't my own event that I was being dragged to somebody else's kid's event. Never happen Mm -mm. and if it did happen and i was there would i be there making out with somebody during it no just but okay here you are using kevin logic again and not tv logic i need you to not think like kevin or nobody's here's the thing i don't think I can't say that because I don't, I have not had every experience and I'm sure there are some households where all of this is allowed. I can only speak from the African household I was raised in and I would not be talking to you today on TV channeling if I had ever, ever, never. And you can even say some of these, uh, you know, today, some of these children today, I don't know anybody who is okay with that type of behavior. It's disrespectful. I That just doesn't seem, well, I guess it could be realistic for them, but it just doesn't seem like it, it no, it, it, Okay, not that they, that kids wouldn't be like making out. It, to me, it's that they would even be there. It's like, A, if Brady has to be there, why would his girlfriend be there too? She has no other friends. She doesn't have parents. She has nobody else she interacts with other than Brady. So if, you, if she can't be riding him, then you know what? I'm going to go hang out with my girlfriends for like, I don't know what, this 30-minute recital, and then I'll get back to blowing you later. I, it just, it makes Lord zero. Kevin. okay okay so i I think well that's um, all that her and brady do like we never see there's no scenes of them talking there's no scenes of them like they they only all they do is have sex and then break to go down in their underwear and have snacks and then come down to get their package of astroglide and head back neither one of them go to school neither Uh, they're doomed. I'm, t- I'm telling you, they're doomed. But I think that this is the thing too. And I can't say for sure, but I think that even if there was some funny business going on like that, right? I think that kid, those kids would have had enough shame that, yeah, they may have made out at the recital, but not in the recital. They would have like, come outside. Let's go and and done it somewhere else outside, right? After all, they're not having sex in front of the parents. They're in a room, albeit they're loud, they're in a room locked away somewhere. So I just don't think they would have been that brazen and bold because somebody somebody would have said something. Okay, so let's talk about what else is going on in Miranda's life. Miranda also has seemed to develop a drinking problem. She brought a bottle of wine to Charlotte's daughter's recital. Now, I don't know how, I don't have a lot of friends with young kids that I have to go to recitals where I need to basically be liquored up to get through it. Um, (laughs) So I don't know if that's like a standard thing, but nobody seems to bat an eye when she basically has like, she has wine and everybody's like, uh, she's passing wine around at the recital. Well, here's the thing. I'm sure they drink it up, I shouldn't say just as much, but I'm sure they drink it up a lot. The thing is, the times of day that Miranda is doing it seems like she needs it to cope, which we find out later in episode five that she's not happy. I mean, she they even said it like she and Steve had not been intimate in, was it years? Years, years. 
So she starved for that kind of attention. Okay, why she went back for another degree is beyond me. I think as a, a professor, whatever, there, there are a lot of people, I think she that's a distraction for her. So going back to school to learn something else, to get another degree, even though she has rationale for it, the biggest part of the rationale is that she's not happy in the life that she has, and she thinks that doing that will make her happy or at least help with it. So she's coping through going to school. She's coping through, um, you know, drinking. And first of all, if she's drinking, I don't know how she's getting through this degree, uh, this master's. Well, also, she's supposed to, she wants to be like a social justice warrior now. She was in corporate law. She wants to leave corporate law and like, you know, be the lawyer of the little people or something like that kind of thing. Also, you can't be drunk and do that. I'm sorry. One other thing that, that's, you know what, if you're going to fight for the people, you need, a, you need a couple of shots. So, um, <laughs> I don't want you fighting for me if you're not, if you don't have your faculties. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. Well, okay. There's another thing, um, uh, because Miranda has a lot. She has more going on than anybody, honestly. Um, she does. So, the, not only is Miranda, uh, a drinking, day drinking, night drinking, afternoon drinking, there is no hour of the day that she will not drink. And is she unhappy in her marriage? But she is developing this kind of attraction and fascination with uh, Carrie's boss, the person she does the podcast with, Che. And um, so in episode five, it went to a whole new level. And I need to ask, I need thoughts from you. I know I have been told before that I am a bit of a prude. I'm being back channeled right now that I'm a prude. And so it is true because Miranda... Uh, okay, so Carrie ends up having to have hip surgery because, not because she's old, because, but she had an undiagnosed uh, birth defect, and so she needs to get that corrected via surgery. But so, did you notice they found a way to make it about being old in their jokes? Yeah, oh, absolutely. So, um, so basically she needs her friends to be there for her and help her out So, uh, because she can't go to the bathroom by herself. She needs help to get uh, lowered onto the toilet because she had hip surgery. So it's Miranda's turn to kind of uh, look out for her, and she's taking a Carrie's taking a nap when her boss shows up to bring her a professional microphone. Apparently, again, we've established that Amazon exists in their universe, mm -hmm. so it could have been delivered. There is nothing you can't get delivered in New York City. Nothing. Mm. You're like, I no, need a, I need a boss... Shetland pony and I need a tractor. Oh, we well, can have it there in 20 minutes. Whatever no, because her need. boss wanted to deliver something else. That's oh, why. and she delivers the goods. Yeah. So, uh, so, so her her boss shows up, uh, who's non-binary, and um, why did you say that again? <laughs> because it's about because it's about to go down non-binarily, and so <laughs> she shows up not only with a professional microphone to carry, but with tequila for shots. Shots, 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 shots. Okay, which doesn't make any sense because Carrie is on medication. Why would you? She, this, this, this. Che doesn't use the uh, the best um, thought processes. Well, okay, okay. We're gonna talk about Che. Let's let's go in on Che. Okay, at Big's funeral, Che is outside the funeral and she is getting high and she actually shares her pipe with uh Miranda's son which is how they meet each other talk about a meet cute foreshadowing uh-huh so she goes off on her like don't be giving a kid uh a pipe 
you know, my kid can't be on drugs because he needs to be, you know, he needs to be able to get like uh, rock hard to like nail his girlfriend next in our next in the next room. So don't be getting him all goofed up on drugs. But anyway, but that's another story. So anyway, they they meet and uh, and there's heat right from the start as far as in anger and upset. But it kind of turns into something else very quickly. And the fruition of that comes, no pun intended, or maybe a little. All right. So it comes to fruition <laughs> when, when she comes to deliver a microphone because Carrie's working from home. So she uh, brings a professional microphone and tequila. Miranda and her start talking. They're doing shots because Carrie's asleep and can't do shots. But I agree with you. She couldn't do shots even if she was awake because she's already on medication. So no, unless you want to take her to the emergency room for like an OOD or something like that type situation. But anyway, fine. So they start doing shots. And then she she tells Miranda she has to go. Uh, she has a, a comedy gig that she has to leave for. And they start kind of flirting. Which is not going to be funny, but go ahead. It, it's not even a little. Not even a little. And they have like a kitchen towel. And they're pulling it back and forth. The tug of war. And so, <laughs> and then and then Miranda goes, oh, if you weren't going to leave, I would ask you to shotgun me again. Because after one of her comedy gigs that uh, she invites Carrie and her friends to, um, Miranda gets weed smoke blown in her mouth by this non-binary person. Yuck. And so, uh, so anyway, well, I don't think it's, it wasn't about the weed smoke for her. It was about being super close to uh, a non-binary person. And so my issue, okay, let me finish the story first. So they start making out, she starts shotgunning her again in Carrie's kitchen while Carrie is asleep. And then that 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 blowing of smoke into her mouth goes into tongues in her mouth, and they're making out. And then she's very respectful. She goes, "May I touch you?" And all of a sudden, like fingers are going where fingers, you know, are, are apt to go. And um, and so she is oh, nailing Miranda in Carrie's kitchen. Carrie wakes up to see this, oh. and Carrie needs to go to the bathroom. And so, what? Now I'm curious about how who you feel is at fault here. So um, Carrie, seeing this happen, does not call for Miranda because Miranda is very busy. And so she grabs a Snapple bottle and tries to urinate into the Snapple bottle, but has a bit of trouble. And then she ends up spilling the bottle onto her bed and she's like a mess. And so then um, after uh, coming to conclusion very quickly um uh with the uh Carrie's non-binary boss she's like well got to got to hit the streets I'm fin- after finishing you up and and Miranda's like this is the best I've ever had thank you good day sir and then she's out and so when uh Miranda goes to the bathroom right after Carrie goes uh you might want to close the bathroom door she tells her they have a confrontation about the fact that like I saw all this kind of thing and Miranda ends up confessing the fact that she's not happy in her marriage and never has been. And so I have several issues with this on okay. several levels and I'm curious about how you feel. A, the idea that you're not only going to cheat on your husband, but you're going to cheat on your husband in your friend's house while they're recuperating from surgery. You can't find some where else to get nailed by my non-binary boss. That's another thing. Of all the non-binary people in the non-binary world, you couldn't find somebody else that isn't like, I don't know, in charge of me to bone in my friggin' kitchen. 
Yeah, there's several issues there. First of all, that's Carrie's boss. Um, second of all, uh, you're you're drinking and inebriated, or you know, getting inebriated while you're supposed to be there taking care. The only reason you're there is to take care of Carrie, right? Um, third, you're still married. So, yeah, it was wrong on so many levels. And so another thing that bothers me, honestly, and I'm curious if how you feel about this. I feel like the reason why Miranda is now a lesbian is because Cynthia Nixon is a lesbian. And I just feel like, why? I feel like if they had made Charlotte have an epiphany that at 50 that she was a lesbian, that would be a more interesting story. But I yeah, feel absolutely. like the only reason it's the same thing they did in the reimagining of Star Trek, where they made George Takai's character uh, was called Sulu on the original Star Trek. And so when they did a reimagining the JJ Abrams version uh, in the mid 2000s, they made uh, Sulu uh, have a husband. And 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 even George Takei go like why does why is Sulu gay now? Oh, because I'm gay. The actor who played him. I feel like that's really not helping helpful for actors because actors that are out and gay have struggled with getting roles as heterosexual characters once it comes out which is why so many actors stay in the closet because once it's known what their sexuality is quote unquote supposedly people can't accept them as as a heterosexual character once everybody knows that in reality that they are homosexual or bisexual and so because we know cynthia nixon is either lesbian or bisexual her character has to now be that too Yes. Oh, I muted for nothing because I thought you were going to actually say. <laughs> All right, so there you go. No, I know I agree. There's not much else that 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 I can add to that. I, I think it's it, it, the whole thing is very is is very interesting. I don't think that you have to simply because this person, you know, now this person has come out that they can't continue being who they were as the character because this is how you met them uh i do also think though that if they want to add an aspect of that i think that's okay too but i don't think they have to make it compulsory that oh this this person is gay as an actor therefore the character must now be gay i think it needs to be organic and not just come out of nowhere because of the yeah Oh, you know I what? This, this decision was not purchased at Whole Foods. It does not remotely feel organic, Taji. Not even a little bit. And you wouldn't be able to afford it if it was at Whole Foods. <laughs> <laughs> not whole even a little. So we haven't even talked about what's going on with Charlotte. So Charlotte is yes. still married uh, to her husband. She doesn't seem to hate him uh, like some other people hate their husbands on the show. But uh, her issue is she's got Lily... Uh, who seems to be perfect on all accounts so far. She's great, doing great at school. She's, an, she's like a concert-level pianist, so there's no problems with her on the surface. And, and see, well, I, yeah, on the I surface. I hope it's not that she's secretly a terrorist or something, but so far she seems cool. But what, her, her daughter... What, um, what? Well, I wanted to add to, to that. Uh, well, go ahead, and then I'll come back, because I want to circle back to Lily. Okay, so anyway, so far, Lily seems to be cool. So she's the daughter I want. But 
there's a issue with their other daughter rose rose confessed to her mother that she does not want to be referred to as she or her daughter anymore because she um is um I'm not even sure if she's supposed to be non-binary or if she's just a straight-up dude because she. we learned that in the fifth episode that she has changed her name to Rock. And, okay, here's another thing that bugged me about the fifth episode is when on a group call about some school activities, some of the women say like, oh, well, we thought Rock was amazing. And and they're like, and and Charlotte's like, well, did I miss, is there a new kid in school that I don't know? And all the mothers are like, uh, 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 and they don't say anything and they all immediately leave the call. And then she gets a call from her friend, um, Nicole Ayers Parker, plays her, I can't remember what the character's name is. She tells her, by the way, you know, your daughter uh, is going by the name Rock now. And so when they ask her, wait a minute, will you changed your name? at school and she said well i uh why didn't you tell us what's going on and oh well i i i put it on tiktok and so the idea that are are you supposed to be monitoring your children's tiktok to know any kind of new crucial information about like you know where oh i'm saying i i, I you didn't tell me you're speaking out at a friend's house oh i put it on tiktok so if you'd watched my tiktok if you followed my account then you would know what i'm or that I have homework or I have a book report due, I put it on TikTok. That just felt so like, wait, so the whole school knows because they saw it on TikTok? Because later we see a meeting with the principal and her teacher. So are we supposed to believe that the teacher and the principal watched TikTok and that that's how they knew to call her rock? Or did she not tell the kids at school or tell the, the uh, her teacher and her principle that she's now being referred to as rock and he i, I don't what yeah, help yeah. me there are a lot of holes in this theory right here that don't make any sense first of all um the fact that i do understand when it comes to children or students or whatever you need to listen to them but they don't they don't pay bills. <laughs> they don't do anything. They, the first, that first conversation should have happened with them. And the thing is, unless there's an indication that they were being weird, which we don't get an indication of, all we get from Charlotte is kind of trying to understand and support. Remember the first conversation when she said, calls her a baby girl and she says, I don't feel like a girl. You felt okay to have the conversation then that you didn't feel like a girl. But now you can't have the conversation all of a sudden that you want to change your name to Rock. And and here's the thing. They felt oh, Rock was great in the performance. So here's my thing. Did that performance happen before or after she decided to change her name to Rock? Because there clearly would have been a program, and you know that Charlotte is a very meticulous person. She would have, it would have been the same last name with that first name, and she would have wondered and asked something. The role of Prince Charlotte or whatever, Prince Charlotte, whatever, what she goes to is, is Rock, well, whatever their last name is. Yeah, she would have noticed I was, that. I was absolutely, the way that whole thing played out was just weird and didn't make any sense other than the drama of her, it being revealed to her during the group chat was what that was for. And it, it felt weird and stupid 
that the daughter that would say that to her would not, uh, by the way, a heads up, my name, and even, that's another thing, Lily knew, because when, when it, uh, when it comes up, oh, oh, it was on TikTok, and so Lily basically says, oh, yeah, like, yeah, and she starts rapping along, because she tells it in a rap way that this is her name, she's now known as Rock, and so Lily knew, and so Lily did mention to her, uh, you know what, I'm taking back what I said, I wanted Lily as a daughter, because she was the one that she's the least effed up of all the kids on the show, but Lily couldn't be bad. Oh, by the way, mom and dad, you need, uh, yeah, um, uh, my sister is not, uh, is like a dude and her name is Rock now. Or his name is Rock now. So it just felt weird not to, the whole way, the whole way that played out just felt weird. But do you see that it's not just that. There are places where the explanations are not sufficient for me. And they could have been, I, I, it has to do with the writers as well. It's just not as flushed out as it could be where it's believable. The, there are a lot of different things there that don't make sense. So it's not just this situation. There are other holes in the story there. Although I will say with episode four, it, it is starting to get better. Although with five, with this one, I'm like, okay, have we gone back to the Wahala of the first three episodes? You know what? I've taught you. I feel like it's time for us to open this discussion up because I, I, like I do too. I do too. Want to get up and get but, up on stage and but share before, their thoughts. Before before we open it up, don't you have um, don't you have uh, something that you'd like to ask me? So Tachi, when mm -hmm. it comes to the show and just like that, the Sex in the City reboot, are you going to keep watching or are you going to change the channel? I'm going to keep watching, but I need them to start to plug up all these holes in the story, dear Henry. Oh, the, plug the boat is up. leaky. There's a, there's a hole in the bucket, dear Liza. Please plug it up because it's it's really leaky. They started to get better this the last episode, and then they just kind of, okay, we've got them now. No, I need you to get better. So I um I am I am gonna keep watching, but I need them to get better. So Kevin, when it comes to and just like that, sorry, when it comes to HBO Max's and just like that, are you going to keep watching or are you going to change the channel? I've made it to the halfway point. We just watched episode five today. I feel like it's only a 10 episode season. I think I'm, I think they have me for the duration because I will say I like the new potential friends. Each of the women have a new friend, I think, vying for that fourth coveted friend spot. Ultimately, okay. we'll find out who's going to be the fourth new friend. But um, so I feel if like there I'm will in, be one. I believe there will be one ultimately. So I'm looking forward to it. I believe there's even I can even see how they're going to do it. They're going to have the three main women at a cafe and we're going to see a new woman walking down the street in heels. We're going to see some feet walking down in some fashionable shoes. And then we're going to see the three new uh, original cast members look up uh, from there uh, at the cafe and see some woman wave to her. And then the camera's going to swing around and we're going to see who the new fourth friend is. I'm vote I think it's going to either be Nicole um uh Eris Parker or the realtor. The realtor is it's, everything. It's, it's just to just correct you it's Ari Nicole Ari Parker. Okay, well her. Yeah. Anyway, <sighs> so that's who I think is going to be the fourth friend. So yeah, I got to watch it to see who the fourth friend's going to be. All right, so Tachi, how can people listen to our podcast other than how they're listening right now? 
Well, you can listen to us on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, on TVChanneling.com. And if you are listening to us on one of these wonderful platforms, podcast platforms, make sure that you subscribe, share it, and please leave a review. It's very helpful and we would appreciate it. Now, perhaps you disagree with Kevin on every damn thing that he said today. And you would relish in the fact of blasting him publicly on social media. Where can they do that, Kevin? All right. To attack me publicly, you can do it on Facebook. You can do it on Instagram or my personal favorite, Twitter. We are TV channeling everywhere, and we would love to hear from you. So if there's a show you'd like us to review or recap, let us know. Something going on in pop culture that you want to hear our take on, we are here for it. And we're here for it also on Clubhouse. So please Check us out on Clubhouse. Follow us here. We're going to be doing more shows here on Clubhouse and having discussions after the fact and have people join in the conversation and even add that, post that on the podcast as an extra as well. All right. So I think time is time for us to wrap this puppet up. Absolutely. So with that, we are going to let you, the listening audience uh, on the podcast platforms, go and do whatever it was you were doing before because we respect your time. So... Bye from Tachi. And goodbye from Kevin. And remember, if you're watching it, we're talking about it. Kind of. Cheers. (laughs) Bye.